Welcome back to the Middle Overs podcast. I'm Ollie Doggett. I'm Harry Starton. Um, and I'm Hanno Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> and there he is. Um, no introduction needed. Um, well, may, maybe I should mention that Hanno Quinn is a uh, Kent cricketer with over 11,000 first class runs, with also test caps for South Africa and caps in the T20 side for South Africa. So, uh, high caliber man to have on our podcast. How are you? Um, how are you doing, Heine? Um, very good. Thanks, guys. Um, thanks for, for getting me on here. Um, it's always a pleasure for us. Um, how, are you, how are you feeling the time in quarantine um, with the kind of good gaping hole that cricket leaves? <laughs> uh, well, luckily I've got a pregnant wife, uh, so, so mm-hmm. she keeps me busy. Um, yeah. A lot of cooking and cleaning, trying to keep her off her feet. So, yeah, I'm keeping busy. Um, also training uh, during the day as well, keeping fit and keeping the mind ready for when we can play again. Mm, yeah, no, of course. Um, would you would you rather be um, if you had the well, yeah, if 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 you had the option, would you rather be spending lockdown here or in South Africa back at home? Uh, we're very happy here. Um, my wife's very happy here, so that makes it easier. Um, so we're very happy where we are. Um, Canterbury is a, a beautiful place. Um, yeah, so so we enjoy it here, and and we're very happy here. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, obviously, how you grew up in South Africa and how you sort of started playing cricket there. Yeah, uh, I was fortunate enough that I was sent to a very good school in South Africa called um, Afis. Uh, yeah, and very fortunate to be in the same year and very good friends uh, from the age of 12, 13 with Fafi Duplessis and Avi de Villiers. Okay. Uh, which made life a lot easier at school, uh, yeah. sport-wise. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we've been friends for for years, and it's just yeah, I was I was brought up in in, a, in Pretoria in South Africa. Uh, family, everyone's from there, and yeah, I started playing cricket from a young age. Well, all sports, and then had to decide um, after high school which way I'm going to go in and decided to go into cricket. And yeah, it's, it's been a very fortunate and blessed life um, and job to have. Yeah. Uh, we found, so we've recently seen the documentary about Kevin, Kevin Peterson, about how he came from South Africa to come and play in England. And that in um, academy cricket, there are strict quota rules in um, South Africa on the proportions of race in each uh, cricket team. Did this ever obstruct um, your rise to becoming a professional cricketer? Uh, well, I, I started well over 15 years ago, uh, so it, it was only starting out then. So I, I, I don't think I got it when I like the young guys coming through now. It's tough for them um, to decide and playing cricket when there's only five or four spots or white spots available in a team and you know it, it's tough but for me when I started it you know I just I just love the game and and luckily I, I got the opportunity to play from after school and I, I don't think I felt it as much starting later on in my career in South Africa I did feel it and I, and I was you know unfortunate that I had to be left out of teams um, because of that but 
yeah, I've, um, I've, I've played a, a lot of cricket and I know that it's out of my, out of my, um, no, I, I can't do anything about it. So I'm, yeah. I just enjoy still whatever I do whenever I had the opportunity to play. Um, I just enjoyed it. Obviously, you've sort of made the step um, to leave South Africa and come over to England to play cricket. Um, for those who don't know, you came over on a coal pack deal um, before the 2018 season, I think it was. What was what was that move like and what was life like at Kent? Yeah, it was. A, I think it was the right move uh, at the time. Uh, with everything, all the politics and stuff that was going on in South Africa, it, it just, it was tough to stay motivated and I, I just needed something, something different. Um, I, kn- I knew that the, the powers that be that they said that they were going to go for a more younger, younger side and stuff. So, um, yeah, I got the opportunity from Ken to, to come over and like I said, I just I just needed something different, a different challenge and and it worked out nicely. I absolutely love it here. Very fortunate and blessed to be to be here and yeah, I just can't wait to get back on the park again. Yeah, we had Mitch Clayton on last episode and there's plenty of debate about his nationality. Do you reckon he is in fact English? <laughs> it depends who's playing and who's winning. Uh, <laughs> it, it, whenever England or Oz play against each other and, and Oz looks like they're going to win he's Australian and and when England won the World Cup he was English so yeah it, it's it's debatable what what he is but I think with his wife now and, and baby on the way he'll, he'll probably be more English mm, yeah yeah that's good to hear <laughs> Um, do you so obviously you're based down in uh, in Canterbury now? Do you find it annoying playing in a playing in a county that is relatively for England so far away from anything else in the country? <laughs> um, I don't know. My wife and I we don't we don't need much. Uh, we just enjoy the 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 greeneries and the countryside. And you now one minute you can you can be at the field and then the next minute you can see horses and sheep so where I come from back in South Africa it's, it's just you know it's, it's buildings and and highways and uh, we just we really enjoy it so we love the, the country vibe and animals and stuff so bringing up a child now um, yeah this is definitely this is definitely something we would like to do it. Mm. Is there ever, do you ever have sort of a, des- a desire um, possibly in the future to return to South Africa and play cricket again there or domestic cricket? Um, I, like I said, I've, I've got a, a little baby on the way, so probably um, would like more time to spend with the baby. Um, so when I'm not playing in, in the UK, um, I'll probably just stay here and not go back unless I have to. Mm-hmm. Is your is your wife from South Africa or is she is she, is she English? No, she's from South Africa. We both came over. Um, oh, okay. The same time. Oh, cool. Okay. She, she um, believes she's English. She can't. <laughs> she believes she's like the queen's daughter or something. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's got fair skin and like blue veins, she says. So she's That's waiting for the well. queen to just <laughs> call her back to uh, to the palace. Mm. Um, so how how has your faith helped you in the professional game under particularly high pressure situations that cricket often brings? Yeah, I, I don't think I would have achieved not even half, like 10% of what I've achieved or anything if it wasn't for my faith. Because um, cricket is, is such a brutal game. Uh, mm. You fail every game, even if you make 100 or 200 uh, or take five wickets, you know, there's still some stages where you fail and and you definitely don't, not even the best guys do it consistently. Um, so, yeah, I feel my faith has helped me a lot. Um, Throughout my career, there's different stages where I just felt down and out, and then my faith has just picked me up again, and and something amazing happened. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think my faith my faith has helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you think it sort of enabled you to um, develop a, a probably a stronger mentality than perhaps some of your counterparts? And then it sort of enabled you to obviously reach the top level of the game where I know many people say that um, those who reach the top level, it's sort of the mental difference that they have. Yeah, uh, I, I believe so. Um, I believe through faith you can, you can reach amazing heights and it's definitely helped for me and I can only like, speak from my own experiences. Um, where it's helped me and where it's worked for me. And I can also then look back where I maybe haven't been um, that strong in my faith, um, where I've, I haven't done so well. So, yeah. While you're actually batting, are you, um, are you, are you, th- are you thinking about God or is it bef- before, before you go out to bat or when you come in? Like, so when you're actually playing on the field, are you having having thoughts about God? Yeah, definitely. I, I think uh, you, have to have, you have to think about God in everything you do and in every second because he's next to you every second of the day. So mm. I, I see him, like most of the times, well, what I've learned was whenever I see a butterfly, I, I feel that's, that's like him. Like, I don't know, some people might have different things, um, but that to me is, I feel like he's standing next to me and... Um, I just know that there's, he's always with me and, and in everything I do, uh, everything I see, that's, that's him. So, yeah, I, I try to think, think about him as much as possible, um, not just when times are tough on the field, but when times are going well, you're doing well, you know, you can just keep, keep saying thanks because if it's not for him, then, you know, nothing is possible. No, of course. Um, so we're we're gonna move we're gonna move on to the quiz um, about yourself to yourself. See how well you know some of your your own stats. Um, uh, it's gonna be bad because I'm not a stats guy and I don't know <laughs> much about myself. But let's give it a go. Okay. So um, number one, what did you get in your international T T uh, Twenty debut batting? I remember it was. Super Sport Park against England, mm-hmm. and Joe played. Uh, I think 
five, maybe five of hopefully less balls. <laughs> I think that that is exactly right, and uh, I think we should note that it was actually five not out. So um, <laughs> I remember diving in the last ball, diving in for my second run and making it. So uh, yeah. yeah. Something I in a total of, in a total of about two hundred and forty as well, I think <laughs> yeah. Graham Smith and I forget who the other opener was shared a shared a large stand. Yeah, yeah we prefer um, to talk about that one here though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the second question is: What ground did you make your first class debut at? My first class debut was in a four-day game in Bloemfontein. Against the, the, the Knights or the, the Eagles. I can't remember what it was in. To be honest, you may be right. We've, we're just going off ESPN, but it says Pretoria for the Northern uh, Northerners versus Free State in 2005. Oh. Uh. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Um, no, number three, uh, what number is your test cap? Ninety-six, seven, ninety-seven, and six. I've got there. I've got three three one down here, but it might be wrong. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've got no idea. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so to be fair, it's just I a number. On my, shirt, on my shirt was, I think, 96 or 7. But I don't know if, it, if, I don't know if it's something different. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, and finally, could you name the starting 11 from your debut, your test debut at Lords? Okay, so Dean Elgar. Mm-hmm. I remember the guy who opened with him. Um, three Amla yeah Faf didn't play because he went back home for his baby so four Uh, who was four JP Dumini I wanted to say JP. Okay, JP Dumini. Then there's the Temba play. Yeah, Temba. Temba, Quinton at six. Uh, De Bruyne before him. Uh, Tienes De Bruyne, Quinton, Vernon. No, did we have Keshav? Keshav played. Uh, Mornay. Yep. And who's the other bowler? Uh, Rabada. Yeah, KG played. That's a very good. Is that, it? that is a very Got good. Got all of them. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. My, my memory's not great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't, wasn't too bad, I don't think. Um, speaking of that game, you made your test debut in 2017. Um, I don't know how much cricket you played in England before that, but what was what was the series like in England, and how difficult was the step up from domestic cricket to the international game? Um, 
actually before that the test we played for the a side against uh the lions um a couple of games and I, yeah i did well i got i got a hundred i got a 200 at the rose bowl um and then got picked for the test so playing here it was like i, I did well before the test and just um playing against broad and, and anderson on those wickets uh was was pretty tough um i felt i was ready um i didn't change anything in my in my um training and going into the test uh i was as you know i, I tried to do everything similar as what i did for the a side and um but yeah it was just um it, it was it was tough with those two um they're probably two of the best bowlers in if not the best bowlers in these conditions and speaking to um, Alistair Cook after the series, uh, he said that it was also one of his toughest or the toughest pitches that he's, he's played in. Um, so yeah, it was, it was tough. Um, it wasn't exactly what I, what I hoped was going to, I hoped it would end, but it was, it, it is what it is. And, um, I would not change it for, for anything. And if it wasn't for playing those tests, I wouldn't be here where I am now and, and enjoying this, this opportunity to, to play for Kent. Mm, of course. Um, just before we move on to the, to the quick fire, not so quick fire round, I've got a few questions for you. Um, could you quickly uh, tell us who your dream opening um, partner would be? And then if they were to get out, um, the dream, your dream number three to come in and, and join you from any um, year. Uh, dream open. I'll probably open with Brian Laura, and then have AB come in at three. That's yeah, yeah. Coley at four. We spoke, spoke to Ben Duckett the other day, and he also said that he'd like to open with with um, with Brian Laura. So that's something in common that you have. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, so moving on to the quick fire, not so quick fire round. It um, actually takes quite a long time. But uh, <laughs> our, first, our first question is, how quickly can you chop a pint? Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, quickly. Um, my throat, my throat, yeah, my throat's hungry. Hungry for, <laughs> for pint than it has to be. Um, do, do you know broadly no. what kind of range in seconds? No, it, it, no, I've, I've never really tried, but it's it, it's quick. Uh, I'd back myself in a in a competition. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> is there anyone? Is there anyone else at Kent or you've come across that could rival you in the Downing Challenge? Uh. I don't think at Kent, but um, definitely in South Africa, our assistant coach Mandela Mashambai is he's a he's a he's a big unit, um, <laughs> and yeah, he he can do it. Do you reckon you'd be able to take on the um, the Centurion Challenge, hundred shots of beer in a hundred minutes? No, I think I think that's a that's a bit much. I, I don't think I'll give that a go. You get <laughs> um, 
Why did you choose Puma gears to bat with? Uh, they've just got a bit of flair, you know. Um, I don't like to be like like all the rest. Um, I was lucky and fortunate enough to to get a, a contract from them, a sponsorship from them, uh, as I just started my my career. Uh, this was also like thirteen years ago, and yeah, I just enjoyed everything from the the softs. Um, the bats have always been nice, and you had McCullum and Gilchrist playing with with it. So, and then Albie Morkel as well. So it was just like everyone who. Who played with play and I just yeah it just just looked nice and fair enough yeah it's quite yeah it's quite quite a nice kit um, number three um, what is the biggest name in your opinion in your contacts um oh, probably South African wise Ab de Villiers um, Faf Duplessis so I've been captain he's, he's done well and he's well renowned and then uh probably I don't know if you know of Gareth Cliff. Uh he's a well known known well renowned South African uh mm. socialite. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are, those um, are big names in my book to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Just following on from that. Um, obviously these names in South African cricket um, obviously with the recent success of the South African rugby team in the World Cup did you ever mix um, do you know many of those players? Uh, I was very fortunate uh, when we played our, our T20 tournament now um, in South Africa when I played for the Nelson Mandela Bay Giants in Port Elizabeth that after the World Cup when, when they came back they actually did like a, a countrywide tour where they went to like most cities and got on the rooftop of a bus and, you know, all that whole thing. And, and they stayed in the same hotel as what we did in PE. So, yeah, I was fortunate enough to, to be in the lift with like probably like seven or eight of them and take selfies. And, and we had a good conversation with, with some of them. Um, and... To be fair, they had a very long, it was like they've had a long trip and they've probably all been very tired and I mean, celebrating for about a week, but they still made the time and effort to, to speak to, to me and to my wife and take pictures. And yeah, I must say that was, that was very nice of them. Mm. Yeah. Who's, who's the biggest in their squad? And <laughs> uh, there's a guy called Arches Neyman. Uh, he's a, like a, a lock um, with a big beard he looks like a Viking <laughs> he's he's so big he's massive yeah they must, they must have taken up quite a lot of space in the lift there were seven <laughs> <of them. laughs> yeah they did <laughs> moving on to the uh, last quick far round question um, who is the worst um, worst to face Jimmy Anderson or Stuart Broad Um, I would say Anderson. Um, I th I just think it's maybe the name. You know, he's one of the best of all time, um, and he's been doing it for years and years. Broad close behind him, but I would say that Anderson just tips him. Okay. 
yeah, that's the end of the quick fire questions and of the podcast. So we'd like to say um, thank you to Heino and all the best for the season when it finally kicks off. Mm. Um, and we're nearing the end of season one here on the Middle Overs podcast. And uh, next episode, I think we'll be reviewing the series so far and the conversations we've had. Uh, there's another special guest who uh, most of you will know and who's got plenty of chat. Um, but today on the podcast, we've got a little bit um, a different way to close out our podcast. Um, as Heino, Heino has kindly agreed um, to say a prayer, um, obviously during these tough times that we're experiencing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, evening, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to, to spread your word. Uh, I thank you for these two for having this podcast and, and just making uh, people's time and what in this travel time we are in now, taking the time to, to, make, to make, give, give a guy a smile or, or a laugh and, and just to, so we can share your word. Father, we, we thank you for this and we thank you for the beautiful weather we've got outside. We thank you for just everything we see, that we are healthy and, and we ask that you will go with the, the people that's struggling, the NHS that's on the forefront. We ask that you will go with everyone that's not as, as blessed as we are now, where we can sit here and have a good chat and have a good laugh, Father. We know that you've got a plan with everyone and we appreciate the love, your mercy, your grace and just for, for everything you do for us, Father. We hope that you will bless everyone that's listening here and that everyone will have a good day, Father. We thank you for your, for your love, your love that's with us every second of every day. You're our Heavenly Father and thank you for this. Amen. Amen. Thank you very thank much. Thank you very much, Hannah.